Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Hey, I want to tell you about the lab. If you haven't heard, it is wellness. Anywhere you go, you could listen to it like a podcast. Um, they're basically live Zoom classes, but you could listen to them on a run, or you could turn the camera on and engage with them. We have a thriving community of like-minded people trying to live better lives, and it's been amazing. Not only do we have the foundational classes like codependency and and, uh, ch- and trauma and relationships and all that, but we also have a lot of fun classes because it's so hard to make friends as adults, right? So we have tarot card readings, we have soul shower, we have astrology readings. Uh, we're turning wellness into a lifestyle. We're also uh, going to run a retreat soon. So come and hang out with us. Come ride with us. Go to the website to get into uh, the lab and then go download the app. We have a brand new app out with tons of audio. I'm going to give you a discount code um, and this is for a limited time. So if you're listening to this, you could join the lab for only $20. It's like a drop-in fee. For three months, it's $20 a month. Go to tatlab.app. That's tatlab.app. And the discount code is live better. It's case sensitive. So all lowercase, one word, live better. And I will see you in the lab. So I have a little bit of a runway before I get to my point. So if you could be patient with me. Okay, there's a show, and I rarely watch TV, but there's a show called Alone on the History Channel. And I learned about this show when I went on this uh, motorcycle adventure in Alaska. And the, the guys were talking about this show. It's basically 10 people thrown on an island I think somewhere in Canada with 10 items and they're they're separated like miles and miles apart so they can't engage and uh, whoever can stay there the longest uh, wins and I think the winner gets like 500 grand and this island is infested with bears and cougars and wolves and all that Uh, so you have to just start with nothing and you got to feed yourself and build shelter and all that and what was interesting about this show, because I got sucked into it, I have to admit, was you know everyone is given kind of the same things, right? The, the 10 items are just pretty much the same in that even though you get to choose, it's you know tarps, not a knife, you know, all the basic survival things. Um, and by the way, I, this is not something that I could ever do. I would be um, – Man, I, one of my things I would bring would be like a pizza, you know. Um, anyway, I, I would last about 23 minutes on this island. Um, but what's interesting was it's just a, such a great metaphor for life. And even though what they're given is pretty much the same and they're, same, they're in the same environment, right? They're all on the same island, although every part of the island is a little different. Uh, they, the way they handle things, you know, um, their perspective, their mindset, um, their success 
it it was really interesting to watch it. I thought it was about I thought it was very similar to life, but but also specifically, I thought it was really similar to singlehood. And so there were four things that I think set them up for success. And I wanted to go through those because these are actually the four things I think will um, set you up for success, specifically if you're going through your singlehood journey. So the first one is attitude. And there were some people who had a great attitude, um, just generally happy and joking and they have to film themselves with GoPros, so they're completely alone. So they're just smiley, and they're actually grateful to have this opportunity. Um, and then there were some people who were angry. And there was this one guy who just kept cussing, and he was frustrated. And, and he kind of reminded me of myself um, back in the day. And his attitude just it completely ruined his experience. And so I think attitude, and then there's some other people who um, their attitude was more of a spiritual one. Um, their attitude was one where uh, it was open and curious, and they're they're trying to connect to something greater than themselves, right? And and th- those people um, got very far. The second thing I found uh, that was really important was flow, meaning um, reading the universe. So there were some people who read nature, the universe, the woods, and adjusted. You know, um, they 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 can't fight nature. Like when it got cold or when it was rainy, they had to figure out how to adjust to all of the the turbulence that was thrown at them. And I think when you're single, going back to the attitude part, when you're single. Uh, you, you you can't be angry. You, you you have to. I mean, you can. It's just going to be frustrating, and you're probably going to end up just you know compromising and dating someone that is just kind of like eh, and you know how that's going to play out. So, um, the attitude of being single, you know, um, because singlehood, although uh, can be frustrating and discouraging and all of that, it can also be uh, empowering. It can also be freedom. It can also be uh, an opportunity to. Um, go on this journey where you're tapping into something greater than you. Uh, and then, you know, the, the flow piece, reading the universe, when you're single, uh, what is happening in your life? What is pre- being presented in front of you? Who is being pre- presented in front of you, right? Like reading that, paying, paying attention to that, um, and, and why. The why is the big piece, right? So instead of resisting and complaining, uh, because you're not finding your one or, you know, maybe your ex is suddenly in love or, you know, have has quote unquote moved on and you haven't. And so you're you have all this anger and resentment. Um, noticing what's happening around you, what's being presented and then asking yourself why. What's the learning? You know, what what is supposed to happen because of what you're going through? The third element was being busy. Um, and I'm going to say good busy because there's also busy that's not good. There's busy that is a, a waste of time. <laughs> if you're just distracting yourself, if you're on the island and you're just doing jumping jacks, um, that's not really a good busy because you need to build shelter and fish and, you know, um, create your camp. And there was one guy who uh, 
he built a canoe. He built a fucking canoe out of branches and shit. And it was gorgeous. <laughs> Tarpon branches. Some of these guys, uh, uh, women too, men and women, um, they were making like, I mean, it looked like a log cabin at a, with their bare hands. And I'm like, holy shit, how's this possible? They're, they're just, I mean, you know, so so much skill. But um, everyone that succeeded or was successful, whether they won or almost won, they were very productive in that their busy was a good busy. Um, and I think when you're single, you have to be good busy. You know, uh, you, you, you can't just be busy for the sake of distracting. And I think the way to know that it's a good busy is you have to ask yourself this question. Um, whatever you're doing, is it building a better relationship with you? And whatever you're doing could be hard, you know. Um, you could be focusing on fitness and you could be getting up at five in the morning. You could be uh, writing a book. You could be, you know, whatever you're, you're doing, uh, yes, it, it could take a lot of work. Um, but what makes it a good busy is that it's not just it's productive in the sense that it's connecting you to yourself, right? Um, that's good busy. Bad busy is you could be um, busy, but it's not really connecting you with you. It's a distraction. Um, it doesn't line up with your truth or where you want to go. It's just numbing you. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Going to Vegas, <laughs> going to Vegas every day and just gambling—that would probably be a, a, a bad busy. Anything that 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 um, feeds your addiction is uh, probably a bad busy. Well, not probably. It definitely is. Uh, anything that is getting you to um, connect to yourself by giving yourself new experiences and hopefully through those new experiences changing your. Um, belief system, changing your mindset, seeing the world through new lenses, any anything under that category or those categories, those are all good busies, right? So uh, if you take my example, the long stretch of singlehood, I've been single many times. I think it was like four to five years after my divorce, um, I got really busy. And, it, and I would say, um, I mean, there was some bad busy, but I, I had mostly good busy. Uh, the big chunks of my good busy was writing. Uh, I started a blog and I just put my head down. I wrote every single day, you know. Uh, that definitely gave me clarity, connected me to me, made me um, think about um, process and think about a lot of things that, that, that were happening internally. Um, a good busy for me was uh, finding functional fitness. And, you know, I did my first squat at 35. <laughs> so... Um, cause in high school, uh, I'll, and even in my twenties, I just, I was just a guy that, you know, would go to the gym and do bicep curls and some chest and you know, I never did legs. Looked like a pigeon. Anyway, uh, moving for function and I got obsessed with that and I would at least take one class a day. Um, a good busy was helping other people. You know, I got, um, obsessed with, trying to help people in unconventional ways and different ways, ways that felt honest to me, meeting people at the park. I did, uh, I used to do a couple sessions at the lake. They would just bring a blanket and we would sit at the, um, at the lake and, and, and it was, it was amazing. The, the, um, atmosphere of being outside the office, I think gave a lot of my clients, um, like a new experience and it didn't seem so stuffy. 
Um, I would take them on hikes and I thought if we're going to talk about life, let's do life while we're talking. So all of that was, was good busy and it all gave me a cape, you know, it all gave me, um, a cape in that it, it made me feel, uh, like I was doing good things in the world. Like I was, um, practicing my gifts, like I was doing something positive, you know, instead of uh, pushing a mail cart, instead of grinding, instead of just being miserable. So those good busy um, activities uh, filled up my day. And, you know, I'm not going to say that I wasn't lonely. I mean, of course, there were stretches of loneliness and wishing that I had someone to do nothing with. And, you know, going to eat out by myself uh, sometimes was lonely. Did that a lot, going going um, on walks and just spending a lot of time by myself. And there's definitely solitude in that, but it's can also be lonely, right? And the final factor in the show um, alone that uh, set people up for success, and I think it's going to set you up for success if you're going through your singlehood journey, is your environment, your space. And so... Not just your um, where you live, because I, I think that's I actually think I think that's really important. Uh, when I was single, I wherever I lived, I just saw it as like a transition. I put no effort into it, and it was just like it was almost like I was hopping around from um, motel to motel. Although they, they were apartments and I was renting. Um, I told myself I'm not going to, you know, put effort into or money into where I lived until I bought a home. And that was the wrong mindset because, like, I didn't know when I was going to buy a home. And so all my spaces were, were they, they felt very temporary. You know, I just came home to sleep, basically, right? And so I met with um, a friend who was like a, a feng shui um, person. She She saw my apartment. She's like just buy some candles, buy some rugs, like do something because it's so important in your environment. And I listened to her and she was absolutely right. You know, your your home is your safe tree. It doesn't matter if you own it or not, but if that's where you are, um, there, if that's where you spend most of your time, your, your, your workspace, your relaxation space, your meditation space, all of that, um, there should be effort put into that. So it feels good in your body and it's not just... Um, it doesn't feel like you're nomadic and you're just, you know, hopping around and, and, and the spaces are temporary. So actually investing um, time in those spaces. But on top of those spaces, the other environment is your friends and the other spaces in your life, you know, your workspace. Um, what other spaces in your life are good for you and they're encouraging? So on the show... Even though they're all dropped on the the same island, you know, there's different parts of the island. And this one guy, (laughs) he he was on the part of the island where it was just a a slope. It wasn't flat ground. And from day one, he just dreaded it and he was having a horrible time. It's raining. He couldn't set his his tent up. Um, And then he got to a point where he's like, fuck it. I'm going to pack everything up and move. And... You know, he hiked a little bit and found flat ground, found beach, and that environment changed everything for him. For him, like you know, then he started catching fish. His attitude changed. He there was sun, sunlight there, uh, and and, uh, and it reminded me of uh, single people who don't 
put any effort into their environment, into whether it's their home or their workspace or their friendships, um, any kind of space, you know, any environment. And so they're just like, you like to do it on the slope, uh, uh, you know, in a, on a, like a slippery hill. He's just complaining and hating life. So what is your environment like? Because having a healthy, supportive, encouraging environment, and also these days, even online, you know, one of the, the, the awesome things about the lab is it is a space and it's a community and it's a great environment, uh, whether you're single or not. And so it's a part of your life and you don't have to leave your house, but you do it online. And the lab's not the only one, but it's, it's you know, I'm just talking about it because it's mine. But uh, there's many environments online that you can be a part of that creates a healthy, supportive, encouraging space. So environment is huge. To recap, attitude, flow, reading the universe, being good, busy, and making sure that your spaces, your environment, whether it's your bedroom or um, your social environment, um, that they're healthy, encouraging, and supportive environments. So if you have those four, imagine they're pistons, right? And all four of those are pumping, um, you're setting yourself up for success and, and, and I define success when you're single, um, growth, growth and evolution, you know, uh, because you're going to find someone, so you're going to collide with someone, um, uh, because you have in the past and it's going to happen again. Um, you're going to meet someone you're interested in. The question is, who do you want to be when you do? Thank you for listening. Be well. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey coaching. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support, and business development, ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.